0: Hey, what's up? This is John from Sons of Texas, and you're listening to Thunder Underground.
1: Welcome to episode 259 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, as always. And guess what? We've got John Oliveris from Sons of Texas returning to the podcast right now. Back on this show. That's right. Not for third, the second time. Yeah. Third appearance. That's right. Number three, and both... Previous times were good, and this one's just as good.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, It was just what we expected. Uh, John is a stand-up dude, and always great to have on the show. And, uh, yeah, it was great. It was awesome. That's right.
1: We're going to talk a little more about that here in just a bit. Before we do, let me tell you who we're sponsored by. That is Medfarm and DEB Concerts. Medfarm is a dispensary in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. Can't miss them. They're right there off the highway. The best part is that they've got a drive through window, which a lot of dispensaries don't. So they've got that going for them. So if you're doing the social distancing like you should be, but you need to get out and get some medicinal needs, head over to MedFarm. If you text them beforehand, you can pick up right there at the drive through window or call them one or the other. The phone number on their Facebook at MedFarm. That's P-H-A-R-M. You can also hit them up on Instagram at MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. You can also see all their products, which they've got a huge selection, on Leafly.com. And on top of all that, 30% of their proceeds are going to build no-kill animal shelters, which is amazing. Can't stress that enough. Wherever you're at in the Tulsa area, it's definitely worth the trip because a third of what you're paying almost is going towards something really amazing. So get over there and support MedFarm. And tell them we sent you, and they'll give you 10% off your order. Also, DEB Concerts is a promoter right here in Tulsa. Of course, right now, concerts are on a standstill, but they've got a few lined up this summer that hopefully we'll get to see. If not, I'm sure they'll be rescheduled. But right now, they've got June 26th. Texas Hippie Coalition will be at the Ideal Ballroom with Poster Child and Sweatin' Bullets opening that up. Two great bands out of Tulsa. And that will be hosted by KMOD's Lynn Hernandez. Then on July 11th at the Ideal Ballroom, we have the New Metal Revival. This is another thing we've kind of talked about recently is that, you know, D.E.B. started, you know, they've stuck to kind of the 80s, you know, hard rock, melodic rock, hair metal, that <coughs> kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've been branching out now that they had Buck Cherry come through. They did that Snoop Dogg Nelly show last year. And now they've got Texas Hippie Coalition and this new metal show, which features Saliva, Powerman Five Thousand, Adema, Flaw, and Andrew W. Boss. Yeah. So if you're into that genre of music, this is like a, almost a mini festival with that many bands.
2: Right. And
1: and really, this is the only way to go. Yeah.
2: I mean, if if you're going to do this kind of business and be in this world, they're diversifying. <clears throat> they're leaving no stone unturned, and you know this along with stuff like Saxon. You know, it, it's really cover, they're covering their bases hardcore. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's something you, if it's a genre you like or don't like. Uh, as far as putting the IDL on the map and Tulsa on the map, uh, they are definitely doing their due diligence. Yeah. And this is the right way to go. So we're very proud to, uh, you know, be aligned with those guys for sure.
1: Yeah, and even <clears throat> when Doug was on the podcast here a couple months ago, he mentioned working on uh, Armored Saint, Doro, Metal Church bands like that, so even a little bit heavier. Exactly. You know, so really hope that happens. And then, of course, on July 13th at the BOK Center, right there in the arena show, we got some old school arena rock with Poison headlining that show, with Sebastian Bach opening up with his solo band, and then Tom Kiefer of course, of Cinderella fame, opened it up as well. Both of those guys are still excellent live, and Poison is always great, so that'll be a great one to see. Get on debconcerts.com to find out how to buy tickets to all these shows, and, you know, to keep up to date if there's any changes due to everything that's going on as well. Of course. All right, so Sons of Texas is the, the story. but Well, before we get into that, you know, last week, last Thursday night, we had our second Live stream in a row, weekly live stream, I guess, and I guess we haven't. Do we have another one coming up this Thursday? I think Are we so. Gonna, we're gonna keep it going like a Thursday <laughs> thing during this downtime. I think so. We're just we're talking this out live, people. This isn't
2: right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, if you want, depends. Depends on, uh, you know, if there's like two people, no. Well, I mean... I mean, you got to make it worth my while to drive out here from Tulsa, God damn it! I know. I make it sound like uh, you live in fucking old, old years some shit. <laughs>
1: right. Well, we've had fun doing these live streams. Had some, inter- you know, a lot of interaction and people checking out. So, jump on there if you, you know, you can see the previous two on our Facebook. We're just talking about, you know, new music that's coming out, the episodes we've got coming up, and everything like that, and we'll continue doing that. And speaking of that, when we recorded this episode with John, we also recorded three other ones right previous to him the same day. So we recorded four episodes in the matter of like three hours. We got an episode coming up with Mitch Perry, who is a legendary guitarist who has a great new uh, group called Med- The Mitch Perry Group, and it's <coughs> some great classic rock sounding music, and uh, he's also played with Everyone from Edgar Winter to Cher to Quiet Riot. Long-ass list, and we'll talk more about that. Then we had on Dakota Sean, the singer for Another Day Dons, which is a great new hard rock band. Spaceburn, the lead vocalist and guitarist for the power trio known as Torpedo Head out of Germany. We've been... We've we championed them for years. Yeah, if you've listened to us any length of time, you've heard that name because we've played probably four of their songs by now course. They've got another new one that just came out a couple weeks ago, so you'll hear that probably on this podcast soon enough. But yeah, all three of those are coming soon as well. If you missed last week's episode or the week before yeah, last week, we had Ivan De prume the original drummer for White Zombie, and that was an excellent one. And we also had a written interview with Shawnee Solt from White Zombie as well not that same one, so check that out. The subject here at hand now is John Oliveris from Sons of Texas. And before we Talk a little bit more. Let's play a song from them. They've got a new song coming out just a little over a week from now on April 20th. But we're going to play a song that had an EP come out back in November called Resurgence. Three killer tracks, and this is one of them right here. This is called Lock, Stock, and Barrel. It hasn't (laughs) been.
2: embrace, oh, yeah. and nothing is free. Such a slap in the.
1: Stock and Barrel from the Resurgence EP from Sons of Texas. And that's got a killer riff, a killer everything. Yeah, I mean, that had some balls swinging. That's right. Our man John is kicking ass as well as Jess is on guitar. Riff Meister. That's right. And there's an excellent video for that that you can check out as well. Get on YouTube and follow Sons of Texas. Subscribe to him. We talk about that video actually here in this interview coming up. But like we mentioned up front... We've had John on two previous times. Both times were whenever Sons of Texas came through Tulsa. Yes. We had on John way back um, by himself, and then we had him on with uh, Jess, both of them together. Yeah. Here, and that's probably been 20 early 2017, or I need to look that up. But anyway, just go back and check out both those episodes as well if you're a Sons of Texas fan. But, I mean, really looking forward to hearing this new song, after because these guys don't put out anything that's filler- doesn't right. matter if it's a single or the first two full albums are just nonstop greatness. It, it's impeccable. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Well, let's just get into this now then. Here's John Oliveris, guitarist for Sons of Texas. So how's life treating you down there in South Texas during all this madness?
0: Um, you know, in general, I think uh, it's, it's, we were kind of, at this part of Texas, we are kind of the last ones to kind of get affected by everything because we're not really like a big area. But in, in my small town, uh, Santa Rosa, Texas, there's about 2,000 people here. We recently got like five cases confirmed. So wow. I kind of live on the outskirts of town out in the country. I don't know if you've ever seen my instagram videos but there's like a farm like land behind me and stuff so i'm kind of away from society but i mean you know we've been we've been staying safe and me and my wife and my, my two girls are here on the on the outskirts and we you know we just make the best of it you know we just spend time together uh watch movies hang out play outside i've had a lot of time to write riffs and stuff so i mean you can't really complain you know if you stop and smell the roses you realize that it's actually a blessing in disguise that you get to be home for a while
2: yeah yeah, um, it, it, it's kind of funny you mentioned that last night. My girlfriend and I kind of had that same conversation about how, yeah, all this this chaos is going on, but in a way, maybe, maybe we all kind of need a a kind of break and kind of stop and slow down. So, in a weird kind of hidden way, maybe it's maybe it's a positive. I guess it's just in how you look at it.
0: Yeah, definitely, it's it's definitely uh, changed the game as far as musicians too, like. And how they interact with their fans and, you know, us as the sons, we've actually been more active on social media and stuff. And, you know, that's something that we tend to neglect a lot when we're home from tour when we're on tour, you know, that's all we think about. And when we are away from the family, so we're all like posting stuff, promoting shows, but when we get home, you don't hear from us. And, uh, you know, this whole epidemic or pandemic, whatever you want to call it, has kind of just forced us to be more, uh, you know, posting pictures and videos and, you know, giveaways and stuff like that. And you know, I credit uh Nick to that. Nick's been kind of on top of it more than anybody, but I mean it still represents the band and, and it, it helps out, it really helps out. Yeah.
1: I mean that kind of goes into another question besides the obvious of not being able to play live, like how is this affecting you guys professionally?
0: Um, you know, in, in the in a negative sense, you know, we're not able to do like all the other musicians have been doing. They've been uh going uh live stream and I, I know i saw blacktop mojo going live from their living rooms and taking requests and they're able to make a little little bit of a little bit of coin off of that and that's something that we would be into but i mean i, I live about an hour away from everyone and there's there's checkpoints on the expressway you know if you don't if you're not an essential worker then you're going to be a, forced to turn around and go home and stuff and you know i know some of the other dudes are kind of worried about leaving their house in general so i mean you know as we all should be so it kind of makes it hard for everyone to get together and do like a live stream uh, acoustic performance or something like that. So it's been, that's the negative side, but in the positive, um, I've been writing a lot, man, uh, me and Mark and Nick and the guys, we've been, you know, throwing ideas back and forth. And we were supposed to record two more songs um, earlier at the beginning of April. And of course we had to push back those dates and mm-hmm. um, you know, we were going to go in there with not really any song ideas and, You know, at this point, we have a lot more brewing, and you know that's that's the positive of everything. It's kind of helped us uh, take a step back and really gather our, you know, our ammunition for how we're going to come out this summer, or if we do come out this summer at all. For the next time we (laughs) do come out, we're going to have some good material, and you know, we're ready to tour tour that that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, we I saw that uh, that Mark did a solo video on his own, and he kind of mentioned the fact you guys spread out, I've also seen a few bands like record stuff on zoom and then upload it where it's not live, but they recorded it live. Is that something you guys might look into?
0: Yeah, we actually are in the process of figuring out that stuff. Uh, I just downloaded the app like not so long ago. Um, but yeah, it's just a matter of everybody getting on the same page. Uh, I think Nick is still putting in hours at his job. Uh, he's there behind the glass, you know, (laughs) they're still making him go to work and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's just we have to figure out how all that technology stuff works and see if we can figure out a time to all get together and see how it works, man. See what we're going to do. I think yeah. that would be super cool though. I think a lot of fans would be into that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely uh that would definitely get a lot of people through for sure. Yeah. Well, um you know, you guys put out Resurgence late last year. Um talk about talk about uh making the decision to go the the EP route.
0: Yeah, well, that that kind of happened uh, slowly because you know when when the whole thing with the label getting shut down and and uh, we were free agents for a while, we had a lot of sources that we were talking to that recommended you know it was a good idea to stay hidden and be like okay, don't announce publicly that you're you know you you don't want your fans to know that you're in between labels for whatever reason. Um, so we didn't we never really said anything on on Facebook or Instagram talking about how we were free agents. So. We were under the radar, uh, trying to find new labels. A lot of labels, you know, they're losing money these days and they're shutting down. And a lot of them don't want to take risks and find bands that aren't selling, you know, gold records anymore. So, uh, you know, it was hard for us to get a deal going. A lot of labels were asking for new material, even though we had two CDs that had already been out with, uh, you know, Forged by Fortitude and Baptized. And they did pretty well, you know, considering the times and, and how big we are as a band. They still they still weren't ready to you know to jump on it so they, they were asking us to record demos and resurgence came about as okay let's record this as a demo and pitch it to labels but we we were so happy with how it came out and how it sounded that we were just like you know what like let's not wait around for anybody to accept this like our fans are waiting for this you know right. you know let's put it out let's put it out let's put some artwork behind it. We'll own it right away, you know, on Spotify and, and Apple Music. We'll receive all the money from the streams, and let's just see how it goes, man. And if anything, the label will see that we're doing stuff on our own and making moves and getting getting streams and stuff and views. And then, you know, maybe then they're going to want to see about maybe picking us up. But honestly, man, like, the more, the longer that we've been unsigned and doing the whole, uh, you know, uh, independent thing, we're realizing this is probably the way to go, man. Like, sh- We've made more money off of <laughs> off of this EP. I mean, and I mean, like in our pockets, profiting from from how much it took to record it, than we did on our first two CDs. You know, wow. and um, and Damn. that's just coming from you know from Apple Music and Spotify. It has nothing to do with radio or right. or uh, Pandora or or YouTube. It's just those two platforms, and and maybe I think Google Play is also uh, involved in that too. But I mean, it's mainly Apple Music and spotify that that are just pumping us full of you know every week every two weeks we're getting a check for something and it's really paying off a lot of stuff keeping us on track with our financial stuff it's it's really awesome man so i mean that's three songs you know we're yeah. gonna put one out already this month and then we do a new ep you know i just i can't imagine the money getting lower <laughs> it's just gonna go up from here
2: yeah doesn't that speak to kind of how how the fucking the industry is now and you know, it's like a that band, Dirty Honey. They're always going on about how we don't have a record company. So, and and they're oh, really? always it, it's just you kind of really don't even need a label anymore.
0: Yeah, basically, you need a, all you need is the fans, you know, yeah. and and you as a band to manage yourself the right way, you know. Don't I mean squander your your financials, you know, to get everything to go back into the band and figure out smart and lucrative ways to to stay afloat. And that's pretty much what you got to do. Just keep, keep touring, keep selling tickets, keeping the venues alive and it keeps the bands alive and it keeps the fans happy. And you just grow your audience. You know, we started headlining our own tours last summer. And, uh, every time we come back to the, the towns, our, our audience, is doubling, man. It's really, it's really awesome to see because I mean, for a long time, I mean, every time you guys saw us, we were mainly uh, a support act for another right. band. And that got our foot in the door, you know, we were able to get people to figure out who we were and stuff, but I mean now that we're headlining, it's really helping us like establish ourselves as a touring act and you know, it's just, it's really awesome. I mean, it's we make more money that way, and it's not all about just the money, but I mean, it's there's there's so many good factors that come into play when you're doing it yourself and you learn a lot more. You're not relying on a label to kind of just put your put you with, you know, the biggest band or do all this for you, and then they're taking all your income. You know, it's just you know, it's been awesome though. I I, I gotta say it, it's been really fun headlining our own tours and not being on a label. There's good and bad to it, but so far, to me, it seems like this is the best part of our our careers this this last year that we've been together.
1: That's great. Well, you mentioned the money coming in from Spotify and Apple Music. Is is that better than it was just a couple years ago? Because I know that there was all that talk about how artist would get like a fraction of the amount coming yeah. from Spotify and- No, yeah.
0: I mean it's it's hard for me to tell because uh when they actually changed that law we were already off of the label. Okay. So and then then when we were on the label everything that we were making off of that was going straight to them and then we would get like 17% of what was left and then we would split it between five people. Wow. So I mean talk about talk about not making shit from your product, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean uh so it's hard to tell how much of a difference it is because we didn't own our music uh, back then, and we do now. But I'm glad we do now with that, that law change. I think they they upped the royalty rate like significantly, so that definitely helps a lot, though.
1: You guys, you have this new single coming here in a couple of weeks. Is that something we can expect more of like throughout this year? Like you said, you guys are writing. Are we going to drop some more singles in 2020? Is that the plan?
0: You know, we're kind of figuring it out as we go along. Um, but I know that we do want to keep putting out new music throughout the year. I mean, we found a, a guy in San Antonio, which is four hours from us, that we can go and record with. And, you know, he 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 does really good work. And we're able to afford, you know, paying him per song or per two songs. You know, it frees up a weekend for us to go out there and record. It's just it's much more convenient and... And we're not sacrificing you know anything uh sonically or production wise like everything is there if anything the songs we've been putting out are the best we've ever done you know yeah. so
1: we're
0: yeah we're in a position to where we have no reason to not record anything for two years at a time unless we're gonna do like this big epic you know two cd <laughs> album with like 30 songs uh i think the best way to stay relevant is to keep putting out new music And for it to be EPs, you know, two, three, one song at a time, that way your fans stay engaged. And every tour you go on, there's something new to offer your fans. That way they keep coming out to see you. You know, there's a whole new theme. There's a whole new vibe. There's new songs in the set. Like for a long time, when we would put out an album, we figured out a set list with mostly new songs and we played them for a year year and a half, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's kind of, uh, you know, it's cool, but I mean, it's, it's a lot better the way we're doing it now. You know, Resurgence came out in November. This song's coming out in April. Uh, we And, you know, depending on what happens with the coronavirus and keeping everybody at home, we wanted to put the next one out, you know, by summertime. But, I mean, we'll see. But the plan was to at least quarterly put out at least three songs every quarter of the year. So
1: yeah.
0: I think that's a lot more fun and exciting as a fan and as a band also.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It get, keeps the fans engaged, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah.
2: Well, what can we expect from uh, under the gun? Is it a, is it heavy? Is it slow? Or is that something you just kind of want to let be a surprise?
0: I mean, I'm. It's it's a, it's more of a somber song. I mean, okay. We there's there's certain types of songs, and you'll notice it if you kind of pay attention to it. Um, we'll have we'll have your, you know, sons has the the hard rock, the bluesy, the metal. Um, and then we have like our really like slow songs, uh, nine times out of 10, which, you know, there's not even 10 slow songs that we've written, but I mean, I want to say 90% of the time, if it's a slow song, it was written by Mark, our singer. Cause you know, he writes with his acoustic, uh, he, he goes basic, you know, he knows his, his chords and stuff. So he'll, he'll strum some chords, come up with a melody and he knows what he wants to hear for a verse for a bridge for a chorus. And he'll bring these full songs to us and uh you know under the gun was one of those songs that we we weren't sure what we wanted to do there was talk of doing an an acoustic ep doing a cover ep or just doing a a straight up resurgence part two or something but when we got there we were like all right let's take these two days that we got booked in the studio and let's record one song and you know let's see if we can do, do it acoustic based so i took my acoustic up there and you know we hashed out this song a couple different ways and ended up being pretty much just the way mark originally had it arranged and it came out really good it's it's uh like i said it's kind of a slower song it's a mark song and uh i call it that like i said because he presented it pretty much in full Uh, there's not a lot of riffage there's not a lot of riffage in the song i'll put it to you that way (laughs) it's it's basically a four chord progression you know just we tamper with it a little bit throughout the song and make it heavy with the drums and stuff but i mean it's a It's a good song It's a really good song It's a really good song that we're happy with And uh, we're excited for everybody to hear it Come the 20th
1: Well speaking of Resurgence You guys released that video for Lock, Stock, and Barrel And Uh A lot of times when you see When I see videos like that that have like A party atmosphere going on I just imagine that it's like a setup. But with you guys I imagine That that was like your friends And that was a real party that day Am I right in assuming that?
0: No, yeah, you're totally 100% right. Like that, you know, everybody that has talked to us about that video gets it right on the right on the money and that's kind of what the idea was, you know, just had an idea of, hey man, let's just uh let's kind of put something out there and just to show people that, you know, that this is what we like to do when we're home and we're just a bunch of cool dudes that hang out with our buddies. But um the uh the details were kind of tricky because we don't want to give a free show to, uh, to our hometown. You know what I mean? Because we, we'll do one hometown show a year. I mean, we wanted to really build up and um, you know, so it was like a private party pretty much. So the crowd isn't as big as you would think it would be for us to shoot it in our hometown. You know, normally there'll be like 500 people there, but I mean, especially if it was a free event and you're, you're going to listen to some new sons that that place probably would have been packed. So all those people there, had Justin's phone number <laughs> but, and he, he invited all his friends uh you know a group of people called the boozers they're our good friends they're a barbecuing softball and beer drinking team that loves the suns and they're huge supporters of us and there's about 15 20 of those dudes that'll they'll all buy tickets they'll all buy vip they'll all buy shirts they'll all buy cds they'll all they'll go the, the whole nine yards for us they you know they they threw down on the barbecue pit for us no charge and those guys are freaking awesome. So a lot of them are there. Those people, a lot of them are friends and family. And, uh, yeah, we just got together and had a good time and shot a video somewhere in the middle of all that. <laughs>
2: nice, nice. Well, next time you guys do that, we want an invite, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we had some people that were, like, saying, hey, man, like let us know when it's going to be. We'll fly down, we'll fly down. And, you know, we were like, um, I, we don't yeah, really want to – make you do the whole that do all that but yeah some people were already trying to get on board <laughs> and all that stuff maybe maybe for the next one we'll see about getting more people involved
2: there you go well uh i, I wanted to talk about uh i, I really like your Charvel guitars and uh yeah you, know, you, you kind of got that that telly style and just kind of go into that because i'm really digging those yeah man
0: so um you know I, i'm a I'm an ESP artist. I'm endorsed by ESP, but you know, uh, a lot of the guitars that I really, really like and want from them are still pretty expensive, you know? So it's hard for me to come across a big, uh, you know, lump sum of cash that I'm willing to part ways with, especially, you know, when you got the kids and the family and stuff at home, you don't want to like tell your wife, uh, I got this package in the mail today. She's like, Oh really? Where'd that come from? I bought it. How much was it? "Uh, It was about (laughs) 1500, you know, uh, pretty sure you know she wouldn't be too happy with that so
1: yeah
0: i mean with the charvel um yeah i've always loved telly's just for some reason they never really fit within the context of the band mm-hmm. it, although i'm still trying to get them in there i'm still trying to figure out how to incorporate a single single <laughs> tom morello type rage against the machine tone. get it in the <laughs> right band, <but> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i came across this charvel uh San Dimas, it's a telly style guitar you know um and the more the longer i had it the more i wanted to customize it and personalize it so the way mine is now is not the way they come you know when you buy them so you know i, I got my neck pick up uh put a little it's like a you know the road case black material that you get yeah Just cut out a piece of that and i made a, a makeshift uh pit guard in there and nice. you know i moved the jack plate to the front because it was bumping up on my leg when i was jamming you know, a lot of stuff that just, you know, but it, but they come stock pretty awesome. They got the Seymour Duncan pickup, the hardtail bridge, the locking tuners, and, you know, those necks, man. They got the rolled edges on the fingerboards, and, you know, I like the, the way the mahogany wears over time. It kind of gets darkened in the spots that you play the most. You know what I mean? Like, it just, yeah. it looks really cool to me when a when guitar's kind of built, uh, beat up and stuff, and I think a lot of players would agree. You You'd rather want a guitar that has, like, a soul and a life to it, rather than one that's, like, kind of plastic and, sticky you know off the off the shelf so that's just that's just me man i don't know
2: yeah yeah well well and also shifting gears a little bit more um tell us your thoughts on uh you know mark playing with mark morton or jessel Nino and uh you know are you doing anything uh in, in all this i guess downtime now that you call it that, that to, to kind of keep your uh you know your your musical
0: brain busy uh the way i stay busy i mean i i stay focused on on writing new Sun songs that's what i'm doing um gotcha. not to say that they aren't but i mean like you know mark's mark's a great vocal talent that uh you know he was introduced to the guys in lamb of god mark morton through uh our producer josh wilbur you know and um that yeah that was just that was Luck and skill, you know, meeting opportunity for Mark, you know, because he's a great singer. Yeah, you know, Mark Morton, Mark Morton just so happened to be using a lot of vocalists for his uh, for his project, and you knew Wilbur, and Wilbur suggested Mark, and he's like, yeah, man, he's freaking awesome. Let's get him on here, you know. It, and it's uh he's one of the easier guys to get a hold of for touring as well, you know, like because you know, there's no way you're gonna get you know Jacoby to to fill in for. Mark Morton tour, the whole tour, you know, and do Papa Roach, you know, like Sons is, you know, we'll tour every other month and Mark's available. Mark can sing all the songs. So he, he ended up being the the live front man, you know, and that really worked out. And then you see our name a lot attached to a lot of Mark Morton and Lana stuff, so that really helps the band. Uh, same for Jess too. I mean, El Nino had their whole, uh, what's it called? Uh, lawsuit for about a year going down. But I mean, you know, El Nino has their fan base and, People are going to see Jesse's name and son's name attached. So, you know, hey, it's free publicity, so it works out for us. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool.
1: Did you get a chance to see either one of them performing live with either one respectively?
0: No, I didn't. So yeah. the Mark Morton tour, it's they've gone to like overseas twice, and uh, when they did their their U.S. tour, um, everywhere was like outside of texas so i mean you know i didn't really get a chance to if they had came to like corpus or san antonio i definitely would have made the this, trip this but yeah everything was outside of texas on that tour so I didn't get to see them
1: well i guess uh kind of a final question a non-music thing you mentioned up front like with your family watching netflix and getting outside is oh, there yeah. anything in specific that you guys have been binge watching or anything that you guys have just been doing as a family uh,
0: not really binge watching. I did watch uh, the, what is it, like six episodes of Tiger King, but I saw that alone. Uh, my wife is still doing a lot of uh, online courses, you know, since she's going to school. She's trying to get her uh, bachelor's or whatever. So um, so she, a lot of times when, when I'm watching TV, you know, she's studying and stuff, or the kids are asleep. The kids are awake and they're, they got the TV. So, I mean, I'm a guy that usually likes to watch movies that I've already seen. And, you know, that way I don't have to completely pay attention to them. I can kind of be on my phone or, yeah. you know, get some snacks or <laughs> yeah. fiddle around with the guitar, figure out stuff while the movie's going on. But the only new movies that I've seen, uh, I actually watched The Platform the other day, which
2: is kind of cool. I think it's, like, trending on Netflix right now. Have you guys heard about that one? Yeah, dude, that's insane you mentioned that. We just watched that the other day. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, what a crazy <laughs> sure. movie, man. Well, yeah, you need to see it. It's It's nuts, dude. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know. They say it's like a uh what is it, like a metaphor for capitalism or something yeah. like that. Oh, Oh, totally, is, yeah, you're right? Yeah. <laughs> super cool, super cool movie. Yeah. I saw that. I might have seen a, a few other movies that I can't remember at the moment. Um but yeah, no, that's that was the last one I saw. All right. Well, you know, if I do watch a movie, it's like in the middle of the night. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, going back to The Tiger King. Uh please don't think that all of us in Oklahoma are like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though? um I was watching it and I was
0: like, dude, this guy's voice sounds like somebody that I know. And it turns out, you know, it, it sounds exactly like the guy that I know, and he's from Oklahoma City. <laughs> well, there
2: you go. He's <laughs> from Durant.
0: He's actually from Durant.
2: And uh, I was like,
0: that sounds like my buddy. I don't want to say his name. I don't know if he's going to end up hearing this later on. But I was like, yeah, my buddy actually has that tone of voice, but he has that same, you know, he's got that, that, uh, Whatever accent it is, and <laughs> the only place that I had ever heard it was from my friend
1: from Oklahoma. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Oh yeah, for sure, man. You guys are awesome. Anytime, anytime
0: that I can uh do anything for you guys, be on a podcast or interview, like I'm down. I'm down, man. Just hit me up.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we love it. It's been, man. It's been yeah. over two years, I think, since the last time. So glad to have you back. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, all right, man. You guys take it easy, and hopefully we get to see you before the year's done. There you go, John Oliveris of Sons of Texas. A huge thank you to him for giving us a call and taking some time out there and, you know, what everybody's got, a little bit of downtime, so I'm glad he spent some of it with us.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we're all kind of just hunkered down and waiting for all this uh, chaos, as I like to call it, to pass, so... um of course, yeah. You know, it's cool to to chew the fat there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and get on. If you don't follow them on Facebook, get on there and follow them. They're like he said; they're posting updates and stuff going on. And you know, just this past week, they posted several drum heads that they had fully autographed for sale. So just you know, them and all kinds of bands are doing that, which we've stressed over the last few episodes. Just you know, that now's the time to support. These bands, especially bands like Sons of Texas, who depend on touring and streaming and everything. Mm-hmm. So get out there, stream their music, and buy a t-shirt if you can, whatever. Of course. Speaking of live, you know, we were just talking about it before we hit play that, you know, we've both been fortunate enough to see them three or four. You said three times. I think I've seen them one more than you, so four times. Yeah. And these it, guys are excellent, <clears throat> amazing, just as great on record they bring it off live. Right. You The, the
2: night that we interviewed... John and Jess at the shrine. That's right. I was there for the interview, but I had to work like at four the next morning. That's right. So I didn't even want to just, if I hung around, I knew I'd stay and it would be bad. Have a few, too (laughs) many drinks. Right. And I wouldn't make it. (laughs) So I left. So at least you got to see him and I've seen him three times. So it's all good.
1: (laughs) And we hope, you know, of course, once things get back to, To where bands are playing shows, we'll see them any chance we get. Right. Because they're one of those bands that you don't want to miss. And if you're hanging out under a rock and you aren't real familiar with them, before Resurgence, they had two full-length albums. Like I said up front, they're both excellent. So dig into those as well. All right. If this is your first time listening or you need to catch up on some stuff, 258 previous episodes, like we said, two of those include John from Sons of Texas as well. We've had on, man, we've had on Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard and Last in Line. We've had on Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Dave Elfson of Megadeth, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Then we've just had on all kinds of, you know, Jimmy Bauer from Down and Super Joint, Kirk Winstein from Crowbar and Down. We've had on guys from, you know, if you like some radio rock stuff, we had on like, guys from Shine Down and Saving Abel and Local H. and have had on Kevin Martin at Cannabox that was fantastic. Uh dude some life of agony. Yeah. Uh, John
2: Connolly from Seven Dust. Um
1: Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative. Kenny Hickey
2: from Typo Negative and yeah, was That was uh, a life highlight for me. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh yeah, I mean it just goes it goes on and on.
1: Yeah. Phil <laughs> and Selma was on here for twenty two seconds yeah, one time. Right, that was awesome. right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> But yeah, dig through everything. com. You can listen to everything there. Or you can listen to most places that you can stream podcasts like Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud, um, and of course SoundCloud. soundcloud SoundCloud.com backslash underground. Subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss any of our videos we put up. And then follow us and like us on all the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. And anytime you see a post from us, if you can hit like or share or comment or whatever that always helps more than people realize because a lot of those social media platforms don't let you know pages get their shit out there as easily as a personal account. So exactly. Yeah. So just hit hit like comment, whatever you don't have to even share if you don't want to, but it helps us out and we appreciate it. All right. Well, once again, we hope to see you this Thursday night on our live stream on Facebook. Once again, thank you to med DEB Concerts and John Oliveris from Sons of Texas. Until next time. Thunder
0: Underground, y'all.